the show, has Lil Nas X truly converted to Christianity? He seems to be kind of teasing that he has. Is he going to Liberty University? Obviously, very big, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Christian conservative colleges in the United States. What are my thoughts on Jerry Falwell Jr.'s response to his announcement that he will be attending Liberty? Because if you didn't know, Jerry Falwell Jr. did make a response, and it's very interesting. Plus, Taylor Swift is being heavily criticized for her reaction, or some are saying overreaction, to that joke that the host made about her at the Golden Globes. And then I'm going to end on uh, a pretty difficult personal announcement and also explain why there will not be a politics live next week. Hopefully there will be some after that, but I just... I just don't know. Um, So we'll get into that. Thank you, as always, for choosing to spend your Wednesday evening with me. I know that there's a lot of things that you could be doing, um, and a lot of you do multitask while you're listening to me. I know some of you are making dinner. Shout out to you. Hopefully it's good. Uh, Some of you are, you know, watching your kids, depending on what time zone you're in, or you might be watching this with your kids around the TV. So whatever you're doing, uh, listening in the car, um, I I just really appreciate you and, and It means a lot. So the first story, is Lil Nas X actually a Christian and will he be attending Liberty University? Old Town Road rapper Lil Nas X has a new single coming out Friday, he announced. It's called J. Christ, where he says that he will be paying homage, homage, to the man with the greatest comeback of all time, Jesus Christ, and dropping hints that he is converted to Christianity and that none of this is a joke. It looks like he's going to have celebrity impersonators in the video. He's got somebody on there that looks like Oprah, uh, Mariah Carey, Taylor Swift, Obama. There's Ed Sheeran, Oprah lookalike. Yeah, there's the Obama guy. Uh, That guy up there, I think, is that supposed to be Kanye? I'm not really sure. There's a Taylor Swift in the corner. I don't know if you can, because of where I am on the screen, I don't know if you can see, but I'm kind of covered. There she is. There's Taylor, the Taylor lookalike. So, you know, that's going to piss off a lot of people and create controversy in and of itself. Um, now, if you will remember, Lil Nas X previously sold sneakers that contained human blood. There was also the music video for his song, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, that featured him giving a lap dance to Satan. As you do. So it's just like, so this was like the last big thing that we saw from him. And now he's coming out with this, you know, uh, this music video and song all about Jesus and saying, you know, now I'm a new convert and all this. Now it gets even crazier. Lil Nas X also posted an acceptance letter from Liberty University saying that he will be attending the outspoken Christian and conservative university for a dual concentration in Christian leadership and biblical studies. The letter says that it comes from the office of the president of Liberty, features the signature of none other than Jerry Falwell Jr. Now you say, wait a minute, Alex, Jerry Falwell Jr., he doesn't, he's not the president anymore. He got fired for watching his wife screw a pool boy. Yes, he did. So it was very interesting when Jerry Falwell Jr. responded to this tweet. With praise. Jerry Falwell Jr. tweeted back to this. 
acceptance letter and said, this is the real Jerry Falwell. He had to say that because he doesn't, he's not verified. I guess he doesn't pay for Twitter verification, Twitter blue. So he says, this is the real Jerry Falwell, and it is him, president of Liberty University, 2007 to 2020. Doesn't specify why he was fired. And that is my signature. I know that this is a joke, but I wouldn't have hesitated to sign that letter for you to enroll. Then he says, don't believe all the lies that have been told the last three years. No judgment at LU, only grace. An awful lot to unpack there. Don't believe all the lies that have been told the last three years. What does that even mean? What lies? That you're not a cuck? I don't, I don't get it. I don't even get what that sentence means. Everyone knows, Jer Bear, no hiding now. Stop the cap. So Jerry says that what Lil Nas posted was fake, like that's a Photoshop letter, but that it is his real signature he Photoshopped on there. And that if Jerry, or maybe he signed it knowing it was a joke and it was a fake letter, and he was like, sure, I'll, I'll write you a, like a fake letter or something for you to post. I don't know. But Jerry said that if he was still president, he would have no issue admitting Lil Nas X at Liberty because there's no judgment at LU, only grace. Wow. It is terrible judgment like that that got you fired in the first place. Stop the cap. So I don't think that Lil Nas X is actually going to attend Liberty. Maybe there will be like a photo op of him on campus or something, if anything. But here's what I want to say about all this, because I think that Jerry's response is very weird, very weird and says a lot about his faith and, you know, everything going on with him and his judgment. So just to compare here, Masters University is a Christian college in California, and they require students, prospective students, to sign a statement of faith. You have to agree with it. You have to pledge to live by it or you're out and you're definitely not accepted to the university. And I believe that that is how it should be at all Christian schools, because if you go by this idea, well, anyone can come, we should give them grace. Well, then you're not going to have a Christian school anymore. Because anyone then can just say, well, I, I want to go to Liberty and like, that, you know, well, you just need to give me grace. I mean, I'm not living like that or whatever. I'm not even a Christian. I don't even know what I believe. But like, you got to give me grace. Then you're not going to have a Christian student body. I mean, that it just seems like common sense to me. see everything that he's doing is mocking Christ, mocking Christianity. And I have no idea. This is purely speculative and it just popped into my mind and who knows, I could be completely wrong, but wouldn't it be crazy if this music video that comes out Friday features a scene with Jerry Falwell Jr., maybe even his wife and Lil Nas X acting as like their cabana boy or something is like a little joke, a little satirical, you know, part of this since he did tweet out the fake acceptance letter and talking about liberty and everything. Wouldn't that kind of go in theme with how outrageous he likes his marketing plans to be for his songs? I just want to point out, by the way, that this is like this has become his entire shtick is now making fun of Christianity uh, and all that kind of stuff. Like that's the only way he's able to market himself and his music lately. I don't know how long that can really keep going on.
Herein lies the problem with all of this. Lil Nas X is gay. He's demonic. He's obviously not a Christian. When he comes out with this demonic stuff, then he can point the finger finger at Christians and say, well, Christians are just no fun. When he comes out with something like this, he can say, well, you, you guys are just judging me. You're not accepting me as a way to make us look like the bad guys. And this is his way of doing a gotcha to Christians who are mad about his last satanic music video, right? Someone making a genuine statement um, about their conversion to Christianity wouldn't be nailing themselves to a cross in their underwear like Lil Nas X is doing in the videos promoting this single Friday. It would also their announcement of of being a Christian and converting to Christianity would not be self-centered. They would be pointing to what Jesus did for them. Now, somebody who actually uh, another rapper who really I, I truly believe based on this statement, you know, obviously a lot, you know, needs to be seen. But Daddy Yankee is a rapper this year who came out, talked about becoming a Christian. If you remember, um, it was on stage. He said it was his last concert like that ever. He announced that he became a Christian. Um, Looked a whole lot different than what we're seeing this week from Lil Nas X on social media. He said on stage, for a long time, I tried to fill a void in my life that no one could fill. I've tried to fill and find meaning in my life. Sometimes I appeared to be very happy, but something was missing to make me complete. He said... And I have to confess that those days are over. Someone was able to fill that void that I felt for a long time. And I was able to realize that for everyone, I was someone, but I was nothing without him. Now, anyone who knows me, he said, as Daddy Yankee should say, Daddy Yankee in Christ. A story is over and a new story is going to begin a new beginning. He said, all the tools that I have in my possession, like music, social media, platforms, a microphone, all those things that I have, everything that Jesus gave me is now for the kingdom. That right there is a completely different looking statement of proclaim faith than we're than we ever saw from Kanye and we ever saw you know we're seeing from Lil Nas X now I'm sure that Lil Nas X will say something like see Christians aren't about love they don't accept me which reminds me speaking of Kanye that reminds me of the concerns people had about Kanye and his alleged conversion these artists that do this are looking to exploit the Christian marketplace or to have some supernatural religious experience. It's rarely for real. And now here's a juicy story about Kanye's Christianity stint that I've never shared. I know somebody who is very, very close friends with a pastor who was involved in trying to shepherd Kanye when all that was going on. Now, this guy is actually a Christian pastor who was trying to disciple Kanye and teach him sound doctrine. He was trying to lead him to repent. But in the end, Kanye was using his newfound faith to start a whole new movement for himself, a.k.a. Sunday services. Now, hang on. There's more. When this pastor that I know through somebody shared the real gospel with Kanye Ye was genuinely interested at first. He started going to this guy's small church. He would sit in the back and kind of like keep to himself. 
After a few months of attending, Kanye and this pastor started having discussions. Kanye told this pastor, you know, here's my idea. I want to do Sunday services and travel around the country and lead these, you know, church services. And the pastor rightfully told him, I, that is not what you should be doing. You should not be on any type of platform so soon after an alleged conversion. Right now, you need to be sitting in learning first before you ever do anything like that, right? You can't just say like, oh, now I'm a Christian and then immediately start like preaching God's word and everything. You you got to take time, be discipled, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, and so the pastor was telling Kanye that, well, I mean, he clearly did not listen and ignored him and went and did the Sunday services to or whatever. He stopped attending that church. I feel like that's obvious. Um, And you can see how he treats and sexualizes his alleged wife now. Um, He's fully living in sin. And this is all very similar to Lil Nas X because, see, you can they're using their platforms for the same type of games. They can accuse Christians of not truly accepting people too judgmental. It will cause some weak Christians or baby Christians to deconstruct their faith. They'll start accusing Christianity of being filled with hate when really Christianity is truly loving because we do call brothers and sisters to repentance to the sin that they are living in. First of all, but that's all in love. So, yeah, like and, and, and Jerry saying like, well, we just need to extend grace and all that kind of stuff. That's not for us to extend. That's only that's for God to extend. If you have truly repented for your sin and are and are saved, then it's God who then extends grace for you as a sinner and now gives you eternal life. But that's not for Jerry Falwell or anybody else, you know, on Liberty's board to say like to little to little Nas X, just absolutely weird. And then, yeah. So, I mean, I pretty much said all that. So anyway, that is the little Nas X um, story. Uh, I don't know how you, I don't know how you feel about that. If you're like, no, like, let's give him a chance. Let's see if he's really converted. Or if you are like me and you're like, this is absolutely disgraceful and absolutely terrible and uh, mocking God and just disgusting. I'm also curious to see as somebody who worked in radio for so much of my career, I'm very, very curious to see something like this that is blatantly mocking Christianity if it will get radio play and if radio will agree to play it as his new single. Because if if a Christian artist made a song or anybody made a song that was mocking Muhammad, they made a song called Muhammad, right? And they were going off about that and, and, and depicting themselves as Muhammad and all this. Um, I don't think that radio would agree to put that on the air. So it's like also, you know, right now, if there was a song mocking Jews, would that be allowed on the air? If there was a song mo- mocking Palestinians, would that be allowed on the air? No, 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 and no. None of this would be greenlit. So I'm curious if if radio is going to take a stand and say, you know what? Absolutely not. We're not greenlighting this song because they have the power to do that. They can say no to the label. I'm curious to see if the label tries to get radio to play it and then what radio's response will be. And I have so many, so many uh, true friends still working in radio. Um, and I hope that it would be very cool for them to take a stand and say, guess what? On my radio station, we're not going to play it. But that, you know, could potentially cost them their job. So just just weird 
weird things, you know, um, happening right now in a fallen world. Did Taylor Swift overreact to a joke about her at the Golden Globes? So the big pop culture debate this week that is people really taking sides. I've also seen some really disgusting comments, like really, truly out of pocket, disgusting comments. I'm just like, holy crap. Like, why is this this big of a deal? Um, it, talking about if Taylor Swift was being overdramatic and lacking a sense of humor at the Golden Globes Sunday when a joke was made about her. As you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to here. Sorry about that. People are either Team Taylor or Team, you know, she's such a wet blanket, way to be overdramatic, it's not even that mean, you know, get over it. I can't even believe she would take a drink like that all, you know, and overreact in that way. Here's what I will say. It is truly unbelievable to me that this is a controversy, her reaction to this, because it's not even about it's beyond like, was this joke mean or something? It's like it just genuinely wasn't funny. Like it genuinely wasn't funny. I laugh at jokes that are about Taylor all the time. I mean, I'm sure she she laughs at jokes about her. I mean, she's you know, she's been on SNL. She's jokes get made about her at award shows all the time. Some of them are funny. Some of them are not. When they have actually been funny, she has laughed. That wasn't funny. And here's the thing. No one in the room laughed, really. Like, everybody had a totally deadpan reaction. When the camera cut to the audience, it wasn't like Taylor, everybody's cracking up, and Taylor is just, like, you know, drinking and rolling her eyes. Everybody had the same reaction. Yet Taylor is singled out for being a sore loser and overreacting. It's just, to me... It's so old and tired that Taylor, it seems, and this is like, it's so weird because I, I obviously I'm not a feminist because I don't prescribe, I guess I, well, more than ever, I'm more feminist than I've ever been, meaning like I hate how they're allowed, you know, I, I totally disagree with like uh, trans men being allowed in women's spaces and all that kind of stuff. So I guess like now I've, I've that's the most feminist I've ever been, but otherwise I disagree with everything that the feminist movement stands for. So I'm not going to say like, I'm a feminist, um, but I will say that Taylor, she angles a lot of her complaints about stuff like this that gets said about her under like feminism. But I just think it's beyond that. Like there is some kind of like just like psychopathic, unhinged obsession with hating her and being mean to her and making fun of her and just t picking her apart, in my opinion, more than any other celebrity. And obviously I follow celebrity news every day. I know I watch all this stuff and have my entire career since I was 18 years old. I'm very in the know on this kind of stuff. I have never seen a celebrity, even apart from me being a Swifty, I've never seen a celebrity who is criticized with the same veracity as Taylor Swift for the most what you would think would be just non-issue things. She gets just the weirdest like foaming at the mouth hate for and I didn't see anybody talking about Ryan Gosling's reaction to that joke because the camera panned to him and he also wasn't laughing he was just sitting there with a totally straight expression so why is Ryan Gosling not being called a jerk for you know not laughing or having an overreaction and being mad it's like it's just it's just crazy. Just let her live. The only person who got it right 
was ESPN's Stephen A. Smith had a great reaction to this controversy. And, and, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm having fun here, but I'm serious as well. I have to take a moment to come to the defense of Taylor Swift. Everybody's sitting up there and acting like, 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 like she's some kind of impediment. Excuse me. She did her job. That Eras tour off the chain generated billions. Now, there's only one Beyonce to me. Beyonce all day, every day. But Taylor Swift was phenomenal. I went to the concert. I see these kids. They absolutely love her. The concert was absolutely positively phenomenal off the chain. She did her job. She's going to support her dude to show up at a football game and the cameras are on her. That ain't her fault. Excuse me. And by the way, she went to the games after the concerts. It's not like she used the games to bump up the concerts. Oh, no. Those kids were going to her concerts, whether the football, the NFL was promoting her or not. Taylor Swift is that girl. Let's show some respect. She probably is going to have a positive impact on Travis Kelsey's performance, okay? I'm not trying to disrespect Taylor Swift, even though Travis Kelsey has stuff from his past that I definitely applaud. I'm not okay. certainly not Keep casting this version's day. That's it. He's trying, to, he's trying to get some backstage passes or something to meet yeah. Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. No, no. Nobody, I told you, no. Don't you have a problem with that? Don't you think she's gotten a bad rap? He was taking a shot at Kelsey. He wasn't taking a shot at But don't you think Taylor Swift has gotten a bad rap because of the Kelsey thing? I think she's gotten a bad rap. See what I mean? He he got that exactly right. Taylor goes to these games to support Travis. She does not ask them to put the camera on her. She they even asked her, "Can we play your music during the during the during the game and stuff?" And she said no because she's like, "I already know that all this attention is going to be brought on me, but I am going to support my boyfriend and this is his time to shine. This is his career." She doesn't ask for all this attention. It just happens because of who she is and she deals with it and I think the most respectful and best way that she possibly can. The other thing is, what would happen if Taylor Swift went to Travis's games and sat up there in the tower in her box and had her arms crossed and sat, you know, straight the entire time and didn't wave to people and didn't make a heart to her fans screaming at her in the, in the seats in the stadium? You know what I mean? She cannot win no matter what she does. If she waves to people and is kind, then, you know, she's wanting attention. If, if she if she sits there and she doesn't look make eye contact with anybody or say hello to anybody, then then, you know, then she's rude and mean and, and, and a terrible person. It's just like I, I just I cannot imagine being her. I, I truly every time that she is like still here and especially after 2016, the fact that she's still making music and puts herself out there like this and continues to tour and all of this despite it. It's just it's just truly unbelievable. I will say some of you in the chat I can see are bringing up Britney would probably be somebody else. Yes, I would say Britney, um, you know, especially back in the day. I think some of this, you know, criticism she gets now obviously is kind of warranted. It's kind of like, OK, we need to real this in but before which I think probably which for sure drove her to her breaking point all of that she was also treated like a, an absolute animal very inhumane and and I'm sure you know all of that contributed to her mental break anyway I already know you know some of you are just going to be rolling your eyes and like you don't you just don't care for the Taylor sympathy soapbox and that's fine that's fine um, I do have a personal announcement that hopefully I can just get through so my dad, who is 56, he has survived two heart attacks in the last 
five, six years. Um, he has always struggled with his health for many years. Just found out a few, uh, in the last few days that he has a two and a half centimeter tumor on his brain. He started exhibiting very out of character behavior the last few months, um, physically, personality wise. And finally, something ended up happening where some people in my family were able to kind of sit him down and say, hey, you know, something's not right. We really need to go to the ER. And he was receptive to that because before it was like we would ask him questions and things and we just didn't know what was going on. We thought maybe he was exhibiting signs of like severe depression and, and things. There was just so many out of character personality things that were going on that was just, I mean, my dad is totally the, the, the crackhead energy side of my personality. That is my dad. So it's kind of hard when you're around him. Like there were things when I went home for Thanksgiving, even that were, they were odd, but like at the time I just chalked it up to my dad being odd. So it's like, I didn't realize there's something not right because he's just like goofy and strange like that anyway, like how I am. So it was just kind of hard to tell for a while. And then finally something happened that was so out of character and just something he would normally never do or say that we knew something was not right. So, um, uh, my mom and brother and some people took him to the ER there. They found tumor. Uh, there was some brain bleeding going on, uh, starting, I mean, as far as we know, a few weeks ago, um, but he has surgery on Monday. He has brain surgery Monday to try to remove the tumor. And then they're going to send it to a pathologist. And then they're going to get the results back in about 10 days to see if the tumor is cancer or not. But because of my dad's multiple heart attacks, he also has diabetes. It's just it's just it's just really poor health all around. He is so weak and fragile already. My I mean, I'm a very tiny person. My dad's always been probably a little bit overweight my entire life. And now he is, I would say, like barely bigger than me. I mean, it's just absolutely shocking to see. Um, so this is very scary for us. It's very scary for me. And I'm going to see him and my mom in Indy all week next week. And because of this unplanned absence, there will not be a politics live next week. I hope. I hope that there will be some soon, but I just have to play it by ear right now, and hopefully there will be politics live after next week. So I have this week and next week's spillover recorded, but I don't have anything recorded beyond that so far. So um, please just be praying for my please be praying for my dad and my mom they will be married 34 years this July 
and pray that the tumor isn't cancer and that he can get through the surgery with his heart. And for my mom, who simultaneously has her mom also in the hospital, another hospital, two hours away. So every day, my poor mom has been seeing my dad and driving a total of four hours, two hours to see my grandma and two hours back. So um, if you can pray for her also, my, my grandma, but I'm going to visit her while I'm home next week too. And I have moments where I'm okay and moments where I'm not. I have moments where I'm disassociating, like when I have to record, and moments where I need to collect myself. So thank you. Thank you for being loving friends and understanding and keeping me in your prayers. And I'm very thankful that I have a job where I'm surrounded by Christian coworkers and believers in my audience who I know are praying for me and my parents know and that you guys are praying for them too. And it means a lot. And I know my mom would say in her voice, which she talks a lot like me, but she would say, um, just like this, she would say, tell your, tell your precious prayer warriors, thank you for mama Stephanie. That's what she would say. So the spillover this week, um, is going to be with the host of my top favorite health and wellness podcast, one of them of all time. Like one of my top three most listened to podcasts last year was hers. And she is all about eating an ancestral diet, eating nose to tail. She's also going to explain why the sun is in. If you remember, I put the sun on my 2024 ins list. We also talk about eating an ancestral diet on a budget and tons more health and wellness stuff. She has also one of the most comforting voices in podcasting. So she has been such a sweet escape for me to listen to while I'm going through this. And it was, it was crazy because it was like, I was recording with her this week and she doesn't, she doesn't know, obviously. I mean, I'm not going to say something like that to a guest, but it was like literally 30 minutes before she arrived. I'm like sobbing my eyes out, knowing that I had a guest coming that, you know, we'd already planned in advance to fly out. So I can't, people plan their life around, you know, making appearances like that. I can't, you know, right now, anyway, I was just like, we have her coming. I don't want to cancel her flight. You know, we need to have some spillover episodes. Let me just get through that one. I'm recording next week's tomorrow. Let me get through these two, go to Indy, and then, you know, we'll go from there. So um, also kind of fun. There is a hidden surprise in the video version of this week's spillover episode on YouTube. Um, it's a small Easter egg for you and you and you. So I'm excited to see if anyone can notice it in the comments because it, I didn't plan on it. And then it happened. And then my videographer editor was like in the middle of recording. Sometimes we pause and we edit this stuff out of the fi the final versions of spillovers that you guys see because it's like nobody wants to listen to that. But like, you know, we record for so long that, you know, we'll pause and be like, I need to take a drink or whatever. And so in one of those moments where I had paused for us to like have a water break, he pointed out to me, he's like, Alex, did you mean to do that? And I was like, 
No. So it's really cute, and you guys are going to get a kick out of it. So be looking for that, and then you'll have to write in the comments on YouTube if you notice the little Easter egg. Now, since there isn't a live next week, I am going to give you a hint for next week's spillover. I am going to be interviewing a regular mom. She has never done media. She's never been interviewed. But she is a stay-at-home mom to multiple kids on one income. And get this, her husband makes, I believe, 50K a year or a little less. And uh, I asked her all about her budget. And she said she's willing to be 100% transparent with us, you know, um, because she wants to encourage other moms that if you are struggling and you're like, I would just... I would love, you know, because I see that I see that comment all the time whenever I've talked about this kind of stuff. It's it's comments saying things like, well, I would love to be able to stay at home, but it's just not possible. We cannot afford it. So she is coming on to say you can, she believes that anyone can do it. By the way, she doesn't live in an expensive spot. She doesn't live in an expensive part of the United or no, she does. She does live in an expensive, I would say more expensive part of the United States. So I think that's interesting. But I'm going to ask her everything because she said she's willing to share. So, you know, I record with her tomorrow, but uh, sorry, I need to sniff. Ugh. Isn't that juicy? Okay, so I have to ask her, um, you know, how much do you spend on on streaming services or do you? How much are you spending on groceries every month? How much uh, is your car payment? How much how much student loans do you have? Like, I'm going to be asking all these different types of things. How much debt are you in? Are you renting? Do you own? Um how do you play in your life? You know, do you guys ever get to do anything? Do you never do you never travel? Like all of these types of questions I'm going to be asking her. It's not going to be a super long episode because, like I said, it's like she's never even she's never done anything like this. So um, she was kind enough to be I, I we really convinced her. We were like, Alex is nice. She's not going to, you know, eat you. Come out. We'll treat you really well. It'll be a very casual conversation. You can explain what you do, because I just knew that it would be so encouraging and so helpful for so many of you who are struggling Um or you need help convincing your husbands, too, because I know so many people are like, I'm on board for this, but my husband is the one who thinks we can't do it. So she's going to talk all about it. So uh, anyway, that's going to be next week's interview. So you have this week is a, a huge health and wellness episode about so many different things, but really big on ancestral diet, excuse me, and some other things. And then next week will be this how to be a stay at home mom on one income, especially under 50, 50 K. So I love you. Thank you. It's pop culture without the propaganda. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics. 